0: You're listening to The Big Show with Russick and Rose on the official home of your Calgary Flames, Sportsnet 960 The Fan.
1: Hour number three of four of The Big Show, Russick and Rose Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Patrick and Alex got you for hour number four straight ahead in the 9 o'clock hour. The rest of our show at the bottom of this hour. Yeah. Sounds a little confusing. Uh-huh. Julian McKenzie covers the Flames for The Athletic. J-Mac, we went bowling. Yeah. On Saturday, we'll get J Max thoughts on your butt? bowling game.
2: It's not good. It's arguably
1: the worst sport that I play. Like I want to say, there's some potential there.
2: No, no, there's none. There's stuff. L- there's literally. Um, and
1: none. I did have a meeting with sales. It wasn't really a meeting. You just barged I just in floated and- it out there and go, hey, we want to have a bowling tournament for the show. I have no idea if it's going to get off the ground. I think it's got to get
2: off the ground, yeah. Probably going to explode like the
1: Hindenburg, all the humanity.
2: Okay, well, that's hopefully probably not right, but, you know, I've been here for nine years. You're probably closer to right than wrong.
1: Okay, Um, we are live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems Downtown Studio, serving Calgary and Southern Alberta since 1992. Um, Big game tonight down at the Dome. Johnny Goudreau making his return to Calgary for the first time since, well, breaking your heart. And I gave the analogy earlier on in the show. It's like where you broke up with your girlfriend and um, you didn't want her to leave. You didn't want to end the relationship. You actually begged that person to stay. And then you actually look at yourself the next day in the mirror and go, what was I thinking? But you actually begged that person to stay. And now you're going to see said person for the first time at a mutual friend's party. And what's going to be your reaction? You're probably going to get a little belligerent, <laughs> and I would expect that from our from our listeners tonight. I think you might get a little belligerent tonight. Yeah, down at the dome, seven thirty start, extra half hour to load the tank up. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Um, speaking of loading the tank, um, <laughs> Texty McTexterson. Oh, I brought him over from uh, the other radio station. How is
2: that? Sp- Never mind. Go ahead.
1: He is. He's going to be now our Sportsnet 960 text-reading robot, Texty McTexterson. Yeah, great. Uh, he's going to make his debut this morning. We Excellent. asked you um, your chance to win concert tickets. And um, talked about this early on. Didn't want to announce it, but we're free to announce it now because we got the email late last night. We're giving away a pair of tickets for the rest of the week. Um, it's a big show coming to town. No, we're the big show. Well, yeah, we're the big show, but uh, it's a big band coming to town June 25th at the Saddle Dome. This year? Yeah. It isn't happening in like 2029. hmm. I hope we have a new building by then. Yeah.
2: <laughs> by 2029?
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> it be a tough one. It'll be a tough one. Um, but Nickelbacks coming to town with guests Brantlett Gilbert. Brantley. Brantley. Sorry. Brantley Gilbert. Gilbert. And Josh Ross. Brantley Gilbert. <laughs> Brantley, Brantley Gilbert from Buffalo and Josh Ross, <laughs> June 25th at the Saddle Dome. So your chance to win Nickelback tickets for June 25th all week. It's to Get Rolling tour. Yeah, and again, uh, Nickelback to me is like the CFL. Mm. A lot of people rip on it, yet listen to them and watch it. <laughs> So, um want to hear your best borderline radio-friendly Johnny Goudreau chirps. Uh-huh. We're getting the the help of our, our text-reading robot, Texty McTexterson. Right now, too, if you call in at 403-240-4444, 403-240-4444, you get a little better chance of winning the tickets. But you also have to have a good chirp. And, and we your, have you in delay. Watch your so language. please... It won't air if you try to, you know, say one of my favorite words in the world. Like four letter words that begins with F and C. Okay. You're not going to get there. Oh, C one's good. I'll You're not going to get there. Voice. But 403-240-4444. I'm excited to bring Texty McTexterson to the great city of Calgary. Uh, do you do you want to fire one up right now, um, Alex? I got it here. Yeah. Let's okay, let's 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 play the first uh, borderline i with a better oh, beard Nope. There we go, there oh we go. Yeah, let's let's yeah, okay. Let's let's, from let's, the beginning, let's hear from yeah. Texty McTexterson here on our borderline radio friendly Johnny Goudreau Chirp.
3: Jeremy in Crossfield. Hey Goudreau, hope you are happy giving up your jersey being lifted to the rafters in the city, in exchange for a cannon going off for your meaningless goals in a basement dwelling organization. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> That's,
3: That's a pretty sick,
2: good. It's a good deal. That's, That's pretty a, good. a sick trade, bro. Yeah.
1: yeah, you could have your Well, do they really retire jerseys here? Uh, you could have been forever aflamed. Sure. Which is, you know, all right, special, but still a, a really good chirp. Mm-hmm. I, I liked like that it. a lot. Um, it's you guys good. want to get to the phone line here too? Cuz uh my man Tim's been waiting for a while here wants to get his chirp in. He's got a hot one, 403-240-44 Forty-four, uh, Tim. Good morning. How are you? Good morning, guys. How you doing? We're good. Thanks for calling in, man. Um, you got a good Johnny Goudreau chirp for some Nickelback tickets.
2: I got two. I'm going to round off. Okay. I really quick here. First one. Hey Johnny, I've seen better hands on a digital clock.
1: <laughs> okay. That's <laughs> not hey, bad.
2: Hey Johnny, you're like the Titanic. You look good until you hit the ice.
1: <laughs> second one. Was All right. Better. Yeah. Hang on the line, Tim. It's not pretty bad. Good. They- not All bad. Right. He will not bad
2: <laughs> like the first one is like categorically wrong he's got some of the best mitts in the show but yeah i i can appreciate yeah. you know the the blatant falseness of the claim yeah makes it that much better
1: yeah two four uh four oh three two four oh forty four forty four four oh three two four oh forty four forty four uh text lines uh the phone line starting to light up too. your chance to win nickelback tickets pretty big deal yeah like, and, and again, you don't have to go to Edmonton. No. It's right here at the Saddle Dome, June 25th. We're giving away a pair of tickets all week. They're also giving away at the other radio stations. But it's kind of easy for you to win tickets here. You give us a good Johnny Goudreau borderline radio-friendly chirp, Yeah, you win tickets. And you don't have to listen to FM radio. No, you don't. You have to listen to good old analog AM radio, <laughs> which is going to be around forever. Even past a nuclear holocaust, there'll be two things left. The cockroaches and AM radio and Twinkies, yeah, and, and Twinkies. Share. share like the singer share, yeah. Why? Why oh, she'll love, she'll love us all. Okay, all right. Yeah. I I hope so because she's a treasure. You got another uh, text from Texty McTexterson for us, Patrick.
3: Raleigh in Okotoks. Hey Johnny, Haspila called. He wants that outfit he lent you back. All right. Well, you have to explain who that is first because it's a pretty good <laughs> show.
2: Uh how do you explain? Um Hezbollah Megamedov is um he's a small man who is twenty years old, who is a social media star who looks like a child, but he's actually twenty. Okay. Uh he has Mini Khabib. Yeah, he has a uh, growth hormone deficiency. So he's like a hundred oh, he's like a hundred centimeters tall and he's twenty years old.
1: Okay. So th- that one you need to do a little bit of research yeah. on. It's Uh, tough it's tough when you have to explain a joke too. I think like there's a never as good. Like there's people who would understand that one. Like when I heard that first, I thought he was talking about Hezbollah, the terrorist (laughs) organization. Well that's not the same thing. No, it's not. That's Uh uh. No, No. not even close to the same thing.
2: No, this is this is more comical than
1: that. Uh, let's fire up another one
3: from Texty there, Patrick. Lee and Kenyon Meadows, hey Johnny. Enjoy being less famous in Columbus than the third-string quarterback with the Ohio State Buckeyes. You little oompa loompa. <laughs> that's pretty good. That's pretty good.
1: It's a mouthful to yell from the stands. Yeah, that one, that's
2: pretty good. That one needs to be a sign in warm-up. There yeah, that reason. is good because that that one's a little, That's a mouthful to get out during play. Um, I will say hearing Texe McTexter say oompa loompa. Yeah,
3: loompa. Yeah, yeah, I like it. it.
1: Four zero three two four zero forty four forty four. Your chance to win uh, tickets. Um, you just got to give us a a radio friendly, borderline radio friendly chirp. Uh, let's get to the phone lines here. You want to get to Steve here, Alex? Let's get to Steve. Um, Steve, good morning. How are you, pal?
2: Hey, good morning, guys. Thanks, thanks a lot for the uh, for the tune here. Um, yeah, so here here it all it is It's uh, okay. old Johnny Go once around the rank down through the sink. Go
1: good rhythms to the Ohio dude. <laughs> okay, it's not bad. Had a, little, line. had a little bit of a jingle jangle yeah. to it. A little okay. bit of like on a... On line, Steve. I like can, that, can Steve. At... He kind of wrote it down, I think. Yeah. He had a little bit of a, a, a poem. A, yeah. A soliloquy, uh, if sure. you will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a little bit of it. a limerick. Yeah. <laughs> I liked it. It's not bad.
2: Yeah. I, I, I like the effort. Worse. I,
1: again, you, you always have a better chance to win tickets when you call in. You have a better chance. Yeah. 403 240 44.
2: Yeah. I don't know if we have a winner yet, so you can still call.
1: Yeah, like the Oompa Loompa one is, I think, the clubhouse leader right now. Yeah, sure. It's like the Brooke Henderson-John Rom of this contest right now. It's the nice. clubhouse leader. Morning report, call right. back. Good job. I'd pay attention. Yeah. Um, let's get to Jamie here on the phone line. Um, Jamie, good morning. Thanks for calling the big show. Uh, do you have a good uh, borderline radio-friendly Johnny Goudreau chirp to win Nickelback well, tickets?
2: <laughs> yeah, I can give her
1: a go. All right, Jamie, give her a go then, bud.
2: Hey, Johnny, why are you skating a little funny? My wife says you're supposed to wipe front to back. Hope you brought your canesta.
1: Game and their shorthand. All right, all right, Jamie. Thank you uh, for that. (laughs) (laughs) Planning on the line. (laughs) Gross. (laughs) That's really gross. (laughs) Shout out to Canesta. That helps a lot of people out. (laughs) But thanks. (laughs) Thanks. Thanks for the call. You know, it's it's no
2: provasic,
1: but no, that's pretty good. It's no provasic, yeah. which is my number one painkiller that I reach for. Provasic We're <laughs> good good friends at Deflin McGregor. <laughs> one of the they should sponsor our bowling tournament. Yeah, <laughs> I know we want. I know we. I, I know we. We kind of jumped the gun. You want to get to another text there from Texty McTexterson, Patrick?
3: Bo in Calgary. The worst thing about Goudreau's video tribute is that people are going to think he is sitting down for it, even though he's standing up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, it's not bad. It's a lot of short jokes. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, He's short. Yeah, yeah. You can you can put Johnny Goudreau in your pocket. I get it. He's cute. I get it. Yeah, it's the it's the big show. Russick and Rose Sportsnet nine sixty. The fan. Uh, we're giving away Nickelback tickets for the June twenty fifth show at the Scotiabank Saddledome. We're giving away a pair of tickets all week. Right now, you're borderline radio friendly are you looking at texts that you're... Yeah. Are they really coming in? I want to read a couple. Can I? Yeah, okay, go ahead. Like this one. Um, Usually, you're, you're cutting Texty's grass, but go ahead.
2: But the thing is, these are just coming in, so I don't know if Texty's going to have them right away. Okay. Here, like uh, this one uh, from Shawnee, Calgary. Hey, Johnny, what are you doing after the game tonight? My four-year-old has a game, and, and they're shorthanded.
1: <laughs> okay, that's... Okay. <laughs> All right. I did have Texty actually do that one. Oh, wait a now i'm grass. really now I'm really feeling man he's new to the show he's excited <laughs> wants to contribute' all sad now. and you just dunked on him. you're just taking his thing all right uh <laughs> Alex, let's get to grant here uh four oh three two four zero forty four forty four uh your chance to win Nickelback tickets with a borderline radio friendly Johnny Goudreau chirp Grant good morning. how are you good
3: morning, not too bad, not too bad this morning uh, I got one for okay. you. I
1: hope so hey Johnny. How's, how's, how's about looking at another one of your button hooks that you turn in the corner and watch for the beer bottle that's comes flying out of the stands?
3: It's going to be me throwing it.
1: <laughs> All right, Grant, hang on the line there. Um, yeah. I think Grant maybe had a couple beers yesterday, and it's maybe kind of not completely out of his system yet, <laughs> which is fine. But we don't like. I can't give the you The threat of violence is not one that we bot- can
2: Do these have beer bottles at the dome anyway? No, I don't think you can. Okay. Now granted they're tall boys and if you only take a couple sips those things will throw pretty good across the ice. But, <laughs> but I'm not
1: suggest don't <laughs> don't stoking the the flames of violence. <laughs> no! Don't do that. <laughs> Plus those beers cost you an arm and a leg. Don't yeah. throw them when they're full. Don't do that. Don't do, or do that. Or when they're adult. empty. Don't throw um, anything on the ice. What bad else? luck. What are you but, New Jersey? What so far what? Yeah, What's the uh, what's the clubhouse leader right now? The Oompa Loompa
3: one or so like far, the Oompa I think. Loompa Loompa one. Yeah,
1: I do. Do you got another
3: one for us from Texty there, Patrick? Emmett in Renfrew, Johnny Goudreau. The real reason I left Calgary couldn't get on most of the rides at Stampede.
1: <laughs> okay, because he's short. Yeah. All right. It's been a definitely two more bit from a, Texty. Bit a theme. Okay. All right. Uh, we got uh, Doug on the line too. 403-240-240. Uh, 44, 44. Doug, good morning. How are you?
0: Yes. Good morning. I got one. Okay. Uh, Good plan, Johnny. Next year, you should
3: have a very good year playing with Connor Bedard.
1: Nice. Owned him. Thanks, Doug. Hold on the line. I mean, I'd like to play with Connor. We could probably let go Doug and Grant, to be honest with you, because like saying you're going to play with Connor Bedard, maybe not a big chirp because I'm sure Johnny would actually look forward (laughs) to playing with Connor Bedard. But uh, I appreciate you. I would argue in.
2: it's an upgrade from his current centerman.
1: Yeah. Um, because once we let a couple callers go, like they're all firing in to try to win tickets. Yeah, sure. Like I did appreciate uh Grant. Uh, you can always appreciate people just
2: calling in and being part yeah. of the show.
1: Yeah. But But same- Grant's saying he wants to throw a beer bottle at after he does a button hook in the corner and wants yeah. to hit him. Like, I don't think Grant could probably hit him in the head accurately from the stands if <laughs> no, we're actually if we're actually being real here,
2: you know, if we want to get into the science of it, when Johnny Button hooks, he's right up against the glass. There's no way you're getting him.
1: Yeah, um, this is the your... angles don't make sense. Listen, we're just not giving away any like run of the mill concert tickets. This yeah. is actually here in Calgary for Nickelback with who are they with? Brantley something. Brantley Gilbert. Yeah, and Josh Ross. I have no idea who those people are, but I know Sean, who Nickelback Sean Ross, is, the, the CFL ca- of bands. There's a lot of people trash them, but a lot of people watch it and enjoy them. Former catcher of the Chicago Cubs? Yeah, 403 240 Uh Let's get to Tristan. Tristan, thanks for calling in. How are you? Tristan. Hey, Tristan, what's up? How you doing? Good, how are you? Thanks for calling in, pal. Yeah, no problem. What are you up to this morning, Tristan? What are you doing? Just driving my kids to work. Your kids to work? Yeah. Oh, okay. Good for them. What's what's on your agenda today?
2: Oh, I'm going to be doing some paperwork at home for my business.
1: Okay, well, that's fun. Um, You Mm. got a good Johnny Goudreau chirp for us? Yeah, I do. Okay.
2: Hey, Johnny, how are you going to talk about winning when you go to the last place team in the league? I'm not going to be booing you tonight. I'm going to be laughing at you, son.
1: (laughs) All right, hang on the line, Tristan. I like the fact that you brought in son at the end. That really brought it strong. Yeah. I'm going to be laughing at you, son. Kristen really had to, I think, accentuate <laughs> yeah, the sun at put put him, you son!
2: he wanted to put a little bit of a emphasis on it, but yeah. couldn't curse. So, went with that.
1: All right, not bad. Uh, these are, like, flying in right now on the yeah, text there's line. there's a lot of text. Uh, we got, got one, seriously one. grow up. Like, in what way? Like, we us? can't be mad at our ex? Are you talking about us in general, or? I'm not too worried about it. Um, Mike and Airdrie, hey, Johnny, I got a pair of Nickelback tickets for you. That's my favorite. That's pretty clever, <laughs> but it's probably not going to win you the tickets. No. Uh, let's get to John at, on the uh, on the old phone line here. John, good morning. How are you? Good, thanks. How are you? John, what are you up to this morning? What are you doing? Oh, I'm just working. Okay. It's fun. Thanks for listening. Yeah. You got a good Johnny oh. Goudreau chirp for us?
0: Yeah, more of a joke. Uh, what did uh, Johnny say tonight when he ran into his old buddy, Looch? Oh, what? Oh, hi. Oh, Come on. Cool. Go.
1: Right.
2: Okay, hold on the line, John. Do you know what? Um, sometimes, George, you step up, T box. Yeah. You're really feeling it. You absolutely stripe that thing. Goes 350 yards right down the middle of the fairway. Sets you up for a nice chip onto the green.
1: hmm
2: And let's sometimes
1: say, you button hook it into the trees. Say, we, we're we getting a couple texts. The callers are cringy. <laughs> They're getting worse. Well, at least they have the, you know the hey, stones to actually call in putting themselves it's out It's easy for you to sit on your phone, not be brave it. enough to call and just say these are cringy and everyone's a critic. But at least, you know, Tim, Tristan, Steve, Jamie, John Grant, um, the guy who wanted to hit somebody in the head with a beer bottle because because he's still probably feeling it from yesterday or last night. That's fine. But at least they had the stones to call in. It's easy to be a critic and just text in and be, oh, he's a cringy. Come on. Yeah, 100%. How many more you got from texty here? Got to put the effort in. All right, let's hear them both. Let's do it.
3: Dustin, Flames fan in Edmonton. Hey, Johnny, you're pretty good at not being around when it counts. Just like my dad.
2: (laughs)
0: Oh, God. Ah. Oh, Oh, God. God. (laughs) Papa? He's just going out for some smoke. was crumbs. that a cell phone? What was he's, that? <laughs> he's
1: coming back, right, Papa? <laughs> oh God. He said he was just going out Like I might have ends. to get the tickets for that guy who has dad issues. I feel bad. <laughs> like it was a good chirp, but it's also like Dang. it's a window to his soul.
3: <laughs> Alright, let's get one more in. Cody and drum heller. Hey Johnny, I've seen a cabbage patch doll with a better beard than you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's patchy. Okay, that's <laughs> okay. Um, with all due respect to our callers, I don't think we can give it one to our callers. They no. tried, and we usually we usually lean that way. And we say it gives you an
2: advantage, but yeah. at the same time, it doesn't necessarily it's justify like,
1: a win. Yeah, it's like our callers had a head start, but then like the freeze caught you at the end <laughs> at the ballpark. <laughs> That's essentially what happens to our yeah. callers. The fast mask. Like, yeah, you were already up. celebrating, yeah. kissing, waving, kissing, blowing kisses to the crowd, and then the freeze clips you at the <laughs> line. But thanks to everybody who called. I think we're down to three. I like the patchy beard one, mm-hmm. I like the Oompa Loompa one. Okay. And I like the guy with the dad issues. Yeah. So we got Lee, Dustin, and uh, what was the first one you said there? Uh, the Oompa Loompa one. Okay, Lee's Oompa Loompa. Dustin is the dad. And uh, what was the third the one? The last one with the patchy oh, Cody. beard. Yeah, Cody. Do you want to replay three of those right now? Yeah, here's Lee.
3: Okay. Lee in Canyon Meadows. Hey, Johnny. Enjoy being less famous in Columbus than the third string quarterback with the Ohio State Buckeyes, you little Oompa Loompa. <laughs> Dustin, Flames fan in Edmonton. Hey, Johnny. You're pretty good at not being around when it counts. <laughs> Just like my dad. Oh, Cody in Drum Heller. Hey Johnny, I've seen a cabbage patch doll with a better beard than you.
1: <laughs> Alright, which one do you like, Maddie? I
2: I personally like the first one, the Ohio State Buckeye reference. One. Double down with Oompa Loompa. All
1: right, we'll get Patrick uh to, to break which one do you like the most? Yeah, I'm gonna go go Lee there. I like the I like the Oompa Loompa. Ohio okay, State. congratulations, Lee! You're winning Nickelback tickets. He ain't wrong. <laughs> no, he ain't. Straight yeah. Ohio quarterback. Yeah, it's true. And I like how we finished it with you, you little Oompa Loompa.
2: Yeah, which is radio friendly.
1: Yeah, it is very radio friendly. Uh, congratulations! You're going to see Nickelback, which is a big deal here. Uh, June 25th at the Saddle Dome, the Get Rolling tour with guests Brandley Gilbert or Gilbert. And Josh Ross. Uh, all week, tune into to the big show. Uh, we got a pair of tickets every day to give away. And usually <laughs> it's the same rules on this show. Like, you have the advantage if you call in, but we also give tickets away to the texters. So uh, I like it. Uh, I like the chirps. I hope you bring some of them. Mm-hmm. I, it, I don't mind if you yell "Sun" at Johnny <laughs> Goudreau tonight either. That's pretty good. Sure. Why not? Fire yeah. away. I, I, I did enjoy those. Um, your more chances to win tomorrow. When well, back tickets.
2: Whenever you're part of the show, we always
1: appreciate you. Yeah, we love you, and we love your feedback. We Brantley
2: also... Gilbert from uh, Georgia.
1: Oh, okay. So, so it's that's not Gilbert. So it's probably not Gilbert. No. But I wonder how Julian McKenzie would pronounce it. Yeah. Um, you know what I want to ask Julian about, too? Brantley Gilbert. So I don't know if you're aware of this, Patrick, but uh, the three of us went for a couple beverages on Saturday night. Okay. And apparently the French media in Quebec, not happy with Daryl Sutter.
3: Ooh. <laughs>
1: He doesn't like the way he's treated Jonathan Huberdeau mm-hmm. and the way he's treated Jacob Pelletier. Not happy. So Sutter's not a fan of... Uh, okay,
3: all right.
1: So we're going to ask Julian about that because apparently there's something brewing in Quebec where the journalists aren't happy. The media is not happy with them.
2: And that is not media you want to make angry.
1: No. <laughs> uh, we'll talk to Julian about that. It's the big show, and Rose, sports Sportsnet 960, the fan. <laughs> it's the big show, Russick and Rose Sportsnet 960 fan. <laughs> that's definitely the fine young cannibals. We're live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. It's a Flames game day. Uh, Johnny Hockey back at the Dome for the first time since essentially breaking up with you, Calgary. Because that's what he did. Dumped he, ya. He broke up with you, and now you're going to see her. At a mutual friend's party for the first time since the breakup, and you'll probably get belligerent. You were like, man, I really feel like I got him a better
2: Christmas gift than he got me, and then boom, January 2nd, see ya. Done. Well,
1: Uh, that explains it. At the top of the hour, um, Patrick and Alex take over for more Big Show, Big Show Plus, Bigger Big Show. Big ol' show? The Big Bad Show? Sure. A lot of people would say our show is bad. Maybe our next guest even. Uh, he covers the athletic. Uh, he covers the flames for the athletic on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Broadcast Hotline. We say good morning to Julian McKenzie. Julian, what's up?
0: Good morning, gentlemen. How are y'all doing this fine uh, Monday morning?
1: Yeah, we're good. Um, we're uh, we're talking about Johnny Goudreau, and here's my analogy from earlier on in the show. I want to get your thoughts on it. Um, okay. it's it's like it's like having an ex that broke up with you, and you begged that ex to stay, yet they broke up with you, didn't upgrade with you and now you're going to see that ex at like a mutual friends party for the first time since the breakup and you're probably going to have a couple drinks and you're probably going to get a little belligerent.
0: Oh my god. Why is it every time I'm on with you we have to talk about relationships? Because it's fun. <laughs> because we all go through them in life, Julian. <laughs> I mean, we do. That's absolutely true. Does, but, uh, but doesn't this is...
1: But doesn't it feel like the the girl that broke up with you and you didn't want to break up with her?
0: And he broke your heart, and she broke your heart, or he, whatever. But but here, but but here's the thing: we have to add in the fact, in all of this, is that the the significant other wasn't maybe not, wasn't even sure about wanting to break their heart, and even after all of that, they were mm. just like, "Okay, well, I'm out of this relationship. Where, what do I do?" And then they find someone. They seem nice. And it's like, okay, I'm here. trying Mm. to make it work, but like your, your ex is just kind of hanging out, just being belligerent. And you're like, maybe the person I picked was the right one. I don't know if I'm making this analogy better, but like, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's kind of weird.
1: I don't think the jackets were ever better than the flames. (laughs) Julian. I don't think that was ever a better choice. If you want to live in total obscurity in a market, nobody cares about with arguably the most irrelevant franchise in the NHL. Sure. But winning in Calgary, is a hell of a lot different than winning in Columbus.
0: I don't disagree with that point, but the ultimate point I'm just trying to say is, is that the fact that Johnny Gaudreau, at least just, I know he's, he's tried to explain it at so many different instances. Like, I don't know if people who follow the sport or, or enough people just kind of, like, I can't, I can't sit here and tell you, like, okay, like, he did this because X, Y, Z. You know, it feels as if for Johnny Gaudreau moving on to Columbus. Like, I feel as if my general sense is that people are still kind of like, why there? Yeah, People might understand why he left, but I feel as if people still are a bit confused as to why that city. And that's no disrespect to Columbus. It's a nice city. They have a nice arena. A lot of former players have gone back there to, to live. And it's objectively like a, a nice place to be in. But to your point, George, like you went in Calgary, you went in a Canadian market. Like, you are going to be a god in that market. And as one thing I've learned about being in, in Calgary. If you are a Calgary flame and you like being a Calgary flame, like, you're you're going to be loved for life. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter if you're a fourth-line guy or a second-line guy or whatever. If you show that you love the city back, and I get there's some of that in every Canadian market especially, but I feel like in Calgary, considering some of the guys who have been here, considering the guys who have left, considering how even some of the guys who we recognize as – as icons for the team and how, how they sometimes view view the market in in light of their playing days. Like I think if you just embrace the market, you're seen as a God. So if Johnny stayed like, and he found a way to win here, we all know what would happen if uh, they found a way to win a Stanley cup.
1: Um, To me, this is the most maybe contentious regular season game. When a former player comes back, maybe since John Tavares went back to the Island the first time and then they threw snakes on the ice and they were yelling at him and then the city of Toronto so soft that the mayor's like let's have John Tavares stay the next day to make him feel better about what happened last night which was the softest of soft embarrassing things a whole laundry list of embarrassing things the city of Toronto has done but to me this is the the biggest game since that game on the island can you think of a, a better example because I really can't because I feel like tonight there's gonna be some some hate spewed the way of Johnny Hockey.
0: Um, that's a really good point, I guess. Like, like, even when PK Suban returned to Montreal, there was a weird mix of like But he didn't choose and, to and leave, booth. he was traded. That's a big difference. Absolutely. You are absolutely correct in that. And that's why, like, I mean, even if it was the first thing that came to mind, it probably doesn't track. Um, I'm very curious about what that ovation or just the general reaction is going to be tonight for, for Johnny Hockey. Just, we've been asking players about this for months, it feels like. When Matthew Kachuk came back, the next thing we would ask with them is, okay, so what do you think Johnny Gaudreau is going to get? And I think like the players have probably realized that he's going to get a mix of both, but I think they all – and I get it. It's from the perspective of players who played with him. They've seen what he's about. They've seen what he's done on the ice. I, I think some of them really would like to see him get some kind of positive ovation, at least during the video tribute. Uh, just because of of the moments he's provided this franchise. He's scored one of their biggest playoff goals in, in recent memory with that OT series winner against the Stars. And I, I think uh, the players would probably like to see that. But in terms of how the fans will respond, I mean, if anything, if, if, the, if the Matthew Kachuk game is any indication, I would imagine something along those lines where fans are probably going to be booing every time he touches the puck. I don't know if anyone's going to get to a point where they throw a jersey on the ice or anything like that. But, like, I think – I would I would think fans – here's my beef with it, and I don't mean to ramble a little bit on this too long. My beef with that Kachuk game is that the way fans responded, I get that they cheered during the, uh, the video tribute board. But, like, there are some moments where I don't know if those fans were sure that they wanted to boo or not. Like, there'd be times you'd have to puck, and then, like, fans would, like, snap back into it two seconds and be like, oh, yeah, right, we're supposed to boo. I don't know if they're going to do that against Johnny Gaudreau. I feel they're going to be a little bit more present. That's just my feel.
1: Um, got a good text here. Uh, Jack Eichel going back to Buffalo is a good one too. They're... Yeah, and
0: Jack Eichel. I'll give yeah. you, and get and Jack Eichel owned in, leaned into that. Like, I don't know if Johnny Gaudreau is going to lean into that. Uh, I wish he he would, though. But Jack Eichel leaned all the – yeah, I wish he would, too. Wouldn't
1: it it be awesome if he scores a goal and he does, like, that thing where he puts his arms out and he's looking at the crowd or he does, like like, he does the the hand-to-the-ear, like, Hulk Hogan style if he scores a goal? That would be awesome tonight
0: it's theater it's amazing theater and i get you know fans will boo and they'll get super upset but for everyone like us who love seeing the pageantry and 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 the the player turning heel like the the wrestling days or whatever i wasn't a big wrestling guy but i really appreciate what you can see in that sport like man if johnny Gaudreau were to do that like i can't even be mad at that like that would just be super super epic but also I could understand that he might not want to bring attention to himself uh, with, with that type of response if he scores.
2: I'm intrigued by this game because the Johnny Gaudreau storyline is going to be fascinating. But I think it's important for the club not to maybe get too wrapped up in that. Um, you wake up Monday outside of a playoff spot. You've got games against Columbus and Chicago. You can't look past either of these opponents. You need to put these four points in the bank.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And one thing I'll, I'll say with the matchup tonight, especially for the players, the fact that they already played the Blue Jackets earlier this year, they've already gotten out whatever emotions uh, or, or any kind of feelings like that. Or remember, they had the uh, the meetup with Johnny before the game, too, mm-hmm. uh, as well. So they've gotten all of that out the way. So they shouldn't be distracted uh, with anything with regards to Johnny Gaudreau tonight, at least from the player standpoint. In terms of those games coming up, you're absolutely right. They're, they're in a situation now where uh, they have Columbus, they have Chicago, they have Seattle later on this week, and then everyone's on, I mean, I don't know if everyone's on that all-star break, but they're definitely going to be having some days off, and they're in this weird time where Edmonton is playing really well. They've won six straight. Uh, Colorado, obviously, they, they Colorado's won five in a row now. Like there are teams mm-hmm. behind them in the wild card race, and I get that Colorado's in a different division, and they could end up in a top three spot when it's all said and done. But there are teams nipping at their heels in that wild card race, and the fact that Calgary's outside of a playoff spot right now, like these these next few games are pretty dire. They need to finish this this next stretch of game strong before they enter that All Star break.
2: Intriguing game over the weekend as the Flames hosted the Lightning Saturday uh, Saturday afternoon as the Flames were a much better team in the first period than the Lightning, and much better than their previous couple of games too, but they only left with a one nothing lead. Tampa able to take a 2-1 lead on a, maybe a minute of lapse in, in play for the for the Flames, but they bounced back and they are able to take the lead back before the end of 40 and then close it out a 6-3 win. What did you make of the way that the Flames were able to, A, start, and B, respond to a little bit of adversity in that game against Tampa?
0: You can't tell me otherwise. I think the fact that they had a stretch of days before that Saturday, where you know they had an off ice practice, they had an on ice one, and generally just had days where they were just at ho- at home and they were chilling and they were refreshed, as opposed to what they look like against Colorado after playing five games on the road and not having a lot of layoff time. They they looked refreshed. That's the biggest thing for me. the the the, the, the Calgary Flames looked like a team that took advantage of the days they had off and they were home and just chilling and relaxing, and they look like a team that came ready to play against a very good Tampa Bay Lightning team. Like, we've raved about Colorado and all these other teams. Like, Tampa Bay is still a really good team, and it wouldn't completely surprise me if they found a way to go back to the Stanley Cup Final again, and even if that means them beating the Boston Bruins. I'm not saying they're going to do it. I'm just saying it wouldn't surprise me. So the fact that they were able to get a win over Tampa the way that they did, where they went off to a great start, uh, they played as well as they started off there, and then even with that adversity coming in, I never really felt that Calgary was going to lose that game. And I can't say that's happened too many times this year. I get that Tampa is really good, but I didn't really feel it, – again, it hasn't happened a lot, but I didn't feel in that game that Calgary was going to lose that lead with the way that they were playing and the production they were getting from many players who were on the ice that day.
2: These last two afternoon games have been fun, though, right? Like, I'd be down for more of these. They're they're a little wacky and weird sometimes, but the last two afternoon games for the Flames have been a
0: ton of fun. I I like being there for them. Yeah, I don't know about you guys, but just like, at least for me as a writer, like you you go to the game in the middle of the day. You and especially in my case, I had the story idea I had a, a, for that day, and I was able to you know get that done. And then early evening, I'm like, all right, cool. Like, but I have the rest of my evening to like just hang out with friends and, or just, you know, just chill, right? Like I selfishly like it for myself, but I have to imagine for players too. Like it's, it's a very weird adjustment to go from, you know, say thinking, okay, you're going to play seven, seven thirty games. And then you're playing at like one o'clock or two o'clock, even in the way players talk after the game, like they'll say, yeah, we had a good game tonight. Yeah. We did all this tonight. Like it's not wired in their brain for them to be playing NHL games in the day, so I imagine it is a. It's, so it's definitely an adjustment for them, but selfishly for the rest of the world. Like I, I do not hate afternoon games.
1: Julian McKenzie covers the Flames for the Athletic, joining us here on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline, Big Show, Russick, and Rose, Sportsnet nine sixty, the fan. Not that people in in Alberta really care, or maybe Daryl Sutter really probably doesn't care either. But Julian, there's a kind of interesting wrinkle with how um, he's treating players. We all saw the clip of uh, him talking about Jacob Peltier, and you were in that room when he actually did that. And some of his comments regarding Jonathan Hubert O2 and maybe the way he's played him so far as a Calgary flame. Um, Daryl Sutter, maybe not the favorite of some French
0: Canadian media right now, right? I here's my thing about it as, as a Quebecer myself, like I'm not going to jump into that and say that, but I'm pretty sure a bunch of people back in in Quebec have probably have that feeling. Um, yeah, and for me, I just I, I I really hope it isn't the case. That's the best thing I could really say. But I I just considering how just just knowing how that market can be and how very uh, into their players, you know, just either a Huberdeau or any other French Canadian player around the league, how the markets can get in Montreal or any other parts of Quebec that get into their players that way. Like, I I can imagine it definitely raised some flags uh, to see uh, Jacob Peltier get the comments he got, uh, but also Huberto with with what he got earlier this year. I should say this about Peltier, though, and this is not in defense of of Daryl Sutter necessarily, but he did earlier in the week say that, like, you know, he liked him and that he's in that same box as, like, Andrew Maggiapane and Dylan Dubé, but when you... When Jacob goes through a game like what he goes through, and I'm not saying he lit the world a fire, I'm not saying he's the second coming of anybody, but like it's it's obviously a nice moment. Uh, his family trekked all the way from Quebec City to 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 watch him play. Like I don't know, I I figured what 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 Daryl said was a little bit weird, and I get that we're not in the locker room with him. It's entirely possible, and it's still not known yet if if Jacob got anything from Daryl after the game. It's totally possible Daryl might have just been like, "Hey man, good job." And then he goes to us in the in the uh, in the press area and just does this little weird bit with us. But I think if Daryl was just like, like here's the thing, we're not, we're not talking about this as a story. If Daryl Sutter was just like, yeah, he played a good game, and uh, just with all the penalties that uh, happened throughout the game, we didn't really get to see him more, so I can't really tell you much. but uh, yeah, you know, it was good for him, and uh, yeah, good game." Like if he just did something generic and boring like that, it's not a story Pretty good at all. He doesn't have to. But that just shows how low yeah. the bar was for Daryl Sutter to say.
1: Right. Because I talked about this earlier. It just, again, the comments themselves weren't that bad, but it's just the theatrics behind it. It's just unnecessary and it's exhausting. Right. Like it's just, yeah, we know. And it, to me, it has a lot of Mike Babcock vibes that I'm the smartest guy in the room and I'm going to tell you and I will and I, I will act accordingly who I think is appropriate and I will throw these things in your face. I just feel like it's exhausting and it doesn't do anybody favors. It doesn't do the team favors. It doesn't do young players listening to that favors. It doesn't do him any favors. I just think it's unnecessary. That's all. It's, again, I wasn't bent uh, out That's of shape big like big other thing. people yeah. were. Oh, fire the coach for saying this about young players. Just dial it back a little bit. It's just unnecessary essentially, was what I'm saying.
0: But You mentioned a very important part of this discussion. So, like, you mentioned the idea that, like, a lot of French media are not going to be happy about this because, okay, Jacques Peltier got something, Jonathan Huberdeau got something. Those are the two French-Canadian players on the team. That's how one market's taking it. In Alberta, at least from what we're seeing here, like, Calgary does not have the greatest track record with young players. We all remember how they felt about Matthew Phillips getting into the lineup. And now another young player, the first player born in the 2000s, with the third first-round pick we've seen from the Flames play an NHL game since Matthew Kachuk in 2016. We we know how it seems to be a struggle with those guys getting into the lineup, and then one guy does, and then you kind of just, I mean, I can understand you don't want to prop him up, you don't want to hype him up, you don't want people to get crazy, but I think the way that that came across uh, even if it wasn't necessarily like the most inflammatory thing to do because of how people feel about prospects, because of how Daryl can be surly at times with the media, like it definitely just struck a bad chord with a lot of people. And I still think it's and I think it's worth asking, uh, you know, if I asked that question, I would I mean. I don't know how he would have responded if eric francis asked that question i think there are some people who felt who thought eric francis asked that question because of the lightning rod that he is but he didn't ask that question someone from another media like and who you know it's i don't know how people view his relationship with with daryl but like i have questions about whether or not you know he would have given a different response if somebody else would have asked that question but maybe it doesn't matter there's a lot of different ways we can look at that entire exchange but. It really didn't – I'm with you. It was unnecessary. We could have easily just been like, all right, cool. Their first-round pick just played like six minutes. Like he played a game. Good for him. But like it's turned into such a bigger story with all these different angles you can nitpick.
1: Julian, I really hope that's not the case, that he did that based on who asked the question, because that is as petty as
0: petty it gets. Me neither. I hope not. And I'm not saying that I'm not commenting on their relationship at all, but like I that is something that crossed my mind.
2: Don't disagree with you either. Um, it's it's been fascinating. But how good was Jacob Peltier's post game scrum? He's a pleasure to be around.
0: He's cool, man. At least just as a kid, like it's he's, he's it's funny because everything I've read about this kid, Jacob Peltier, he comes across as a very confident kid. Like he's he believes in himself. And like he's he's definitely referred to himself in the third person and all that too. But like not in like a <laughs> like a cocky, unendearing way, but like, you know, like seriously, like he's he knows he believes in himself. Like he's wanted to be in the league since he was like four or five years old. Uh, I wrote this in my story about him for the athletic, but like he he like his parents would take him to McDonald's after games <laughs> with his brothers. And like he wouldn't eat like happy meals or junk food or anything. He would eat like chicken salads. This is a kid who knew he <sighs> wanted to be an NHLer for a very long time, and he got to realize his dream in front of like his family, who were like so excited to see him do his solo lap. It was a cool, it was a cool story for him, and just seeing him in front of everybody and answering all those questions, you could tell how nervous he was too. Like I thought it was a really, it was a really cool moment for him. Uh, so yeah, you know, I, I think it's okay you know, to to just say, like, you know what? A rookie had his moment, and, like, you know, he did the most he could in that moment. And he had a pretty decent first few shifts, too. I know with the rest of the game, he wasn't that much of a factor, if at all. But, like, I think it's okay to look at a situation where a young player is playing and just be like, hey, it's cool that he got that opportunity, just like Walker Dewar got that chance a few nights earlier.
1: Uh, Julian, before I let you go, uh, we had the pleasure of your company on Saturday night. Uh, we ended up at the bowling alley. Um, on a scale of one to five, how would you rate Matty Rose's bowling game?
0: <laughs> I feel like I'm not one to talk, uh, considering my bowling I bowled the weirdest game of my life. Uh Matty Rose, I don't know. I feel like I feel like it's I feel like it's not fair to judge his performance. <laughs> I feel as if uh if a few things didn't get in his way, didn't impede his uh his uh his throws. What, like the six I beers I had, had before <laughs> we
2: started? Is that what you're talking about? Okay, let's the let's six pints I, I had I, during the football
0: game? <laughs> I think I think if Matty Rose was not on a few substances that night, we'd have okay. a better wow. talk of his game. Okay. <laughs> All right. The
1: mule, baby. Let's okay. do it. I like it. Was it. a fun <laughs> night. Uh Julian McKenzie covers the flames for the athletic. Uh Julian, great stuff. Enjoy the game tonight, pal. All right, man. Peace. There's uh, Julian McKenzie on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline. <laughs> Using the same secret recipe since 1979, 1975, 1979, 1975. Dine-in at 6060 Memorial Drive Northeast. Takeout or delivery uh-huh. at 403-248-3344. It's nice little
2: chocolate. Tasted like a mini donut. Yum. Mm, okay. It was very good.
1: Um, Quick predictions uh, Patrick weigh in on this too uh, What happens tonight with Johnny Goudreau Because I'm getting a lot of uh, and a, a Great point by the texter too I'm getting a lot of Jack Eichel back in Buffalo And John Tavares back on the island Fields tonight And if you want to smuggle in a rubber snake And throw it on the ice <laughs> that's kind of cool too <laughs> That is really cool, I think, uh, I don't think he's gonna be like Jack Eichel and lean into it. Like, where was this energy when I was here? type stuff? Yeah, like that was, that was, was the good. worst. Dude. Yeah, like come on, like, like, like come on, Jack. can you be any more American? Yeah, anyways, and they lost dude, too. Wait. Yeah. Uh I think it's gonna be just Goudreau's the type of player. He's just gonna play his type of game. he's a he's he's a quiet type of dude on the ice. He's gonna go about his game and wherever the fans do, that's what's gonna happen. I think okay. it's gonna be a chilly reception, though.
2: Couldn't agree more. I think as soon as that Columbus team comes out for warm-up, you're going to hear it. I think as soon as they're getting ready for the anthem and Columbus comes out, you're going to hear it. I think when they announce him as part of the starting lineup, you're going to hear it. I think whenever he touches the puck, you're going to hear it. I think it's going to be a hot one tonight. 7.30 start. Telethon
1: telethon starts at 4. Can you think of a time where an ex-flame has come back to the city? No. Maybe James Neal, but even then, it wasn't even close. No, but okay, yeah, but he actually signed here because he wanted to do well, but he was a complete and total disaster. Yeah. Yeah. But that's no, this guy left when there was indications that he wanted to stay and then only didn't
2: Yeah, like I said, it's not even close, but yeah, that's the first thing that comes into my mind is when Jimmy the Gun returned.
1: Should be fun. Should be a fun show tomorrow. I'm um, gonna get a good nap in. Yeah. The telethon starts at four PM with Pat Steinberg. Uh we'll be back tomorrow. Uh we'll another chance to win nickelback tickets too. We'll do that for the June 25th show. All week long, baby. Down at the Saddle Dome. Um, bigger show, big show plus, more big show next with Patrick and Alex. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye.